Moncrief on News Talk. Now, whilst most culture is moving towards digital consumption models, is there still an inherent value in developing and maintaining a physical collection of your books and your DVDs and your music? Journalist and writer Aoife Barry has been writing this for the Irish Times and she joins me now. Aoife, how are you today? Not too bad, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. You're kind of moving in the opposite direction, aren't you, to, to the rest of the world, really? Yeah, I know. It's it's funny, isn't it? I mean, maybe it's just kind of uh, a combination of things, I suppose, like age, you know, getting older and looking back at things, but then also a bit of rebellion. I think when, like, you telling me to do something, sometimes I want to do the opposite. But I saw some tweets, actually, uh, not too long ago. There was kind of a day for, like, uh, archives. I think some, there's some hashtag going around Twitter about archives. And I saw some tweets for, from the archivist who works at the Irish Military Archives, randomly enough. And she was talking about how it's important to, like, have a, a personal archive, you know, about, like, she was talking about keeping photographs and things that we all own. And it just got me thinking about the cultural archive that we have and that idea that I have hundreds of books at home, so many CDs and records, and that, you know, you might look at it and be like, well, after you die, somebody is going to have to give these all away to a charity shop. Um, but they mean something to me. And I want I realized I'd kind of stopped collecting records in the way I used to. And I was thinking, I need to get get back to buying albums, definitely. Right. Uh, this now occupies a place in my heart. It probably comes as no surprise to you. Um, yeah, I course. did I did at one point have an absolutely huge collection of CDs and yeah. I started thinking that they owned me and, and yeah. not, not the other way around. And you you were in a similar situation. You what you you were a DJ earlier in your life, weren't you? Yeah, like it's funny. Um, yeah, so when I was in college, like I, I became a real big music nut in my late teens. And then when I was in college, I worked in ca- campus radio in UCC and I started DJing like on the radio and then DJing at, a, at kind of events. And I lo- like loads of my friends, most of my friends are really into music and were DJs or involved in music in some respect. So, you know, I started off DJing in different clubs like Club One, which no longer exists in Cork um, with my friend Vicky. And then my friend Kim, I do a lot of different gigs. And then when I moved to Dublin, I was DJing in, in different events too. So I DJed on and off over the years. I mean, I, I wasn't like, um, you know, mixing records properly or anything, but I was somebody who played played tracks first on CD and then, then on vinyl. So I would collect things that I knew I could play. And I really liked music from particularly like the 70s, a lot of stuff around then of different genres. So over the years, I would, I would DJ on and off. But then as I got into news journalism and just got busy with life and work, I wasn't really doing as much DJing. I think the last time I did it was about four or five years ago in, in the big romance. Um, and I realized there was a big gap in my in my record collection, um, you know, and that made me feel kind of bad about what I've been missing out on. And you went back and you were looking at some of your collection. I was reading the article and things you were connecting with. You were able to look at the Irish stuff. And I've had this experience too, where you're looking at bands that you've forgotten about and CDs that you've had. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling, isn't it? Yeah, it's so nice. Um, myself and my partner, uh, Cormac, he's really, really into music as well. And um, a few years ago, when we bought our house, we were getting shelves to put all our CDs into because like me, he has, I mean, he's even more CDs than me. He's so many. And we were going through them all, trying to file them into some sort of like alphabetical collection. And we were like, oh, that was the era when I, you know, I used to go to all the, you know, singer songwriter gigs in the lobby and see like Damien Rice play before he brought out his album. Oh, you know, um, and, and see people there or, oh, this was the DIY scene in Dublin, you know, in the in 
kind of mid 2000s and we used to go to these gigs and oh these are the bands that I was told I should pick up and I picked those up at a later time and this is when I was like really into this artist or that artist so it really showed me the journey throughout my own life through the records you know and if I looked at the vinyl that I was buying you know uh, some of my friends are really into house music and I was kind of picking up house records that they were telling me about or I was buying, you know, records from the 70s that I knew my dad had listened to. Um, so I, I was kind of, if I look back at all my records now, same with my books, they teach me who I was at a certain time. Um, and the, the small gaps that might be there also teach me that I was thinking about other things or I was caught up with non-cultural things. And so, yeah, it's a little record, a little map of my life. And I think that's the same for anybody really who's into anything cultural. And it creates a kind of sense of um, warmth around you, doesn't it? When you kind of immerse yourself in these old things and pick out an old album that you might have had for Christmas one year or something. Yeah. It just, it is just a lovely feeling. But we have been moving relentlessly in this direction of digital books and digital photographs and digital music yeah. um, what what's kind of turned you back against that? Um, I think I, I'm definitely a nostalgic person so I know that people feel quite negative about the words nostalgia you know but I really like looking back and reflecting on things and it's hard to do that when things are digital you know if you look at how social media has evolved like I wrote a book last year about social media so I was thinking a lot about how we put our information on the internet and I realized like loads of my 20s are just on Facebook um, photographs that I don't know if I can really get them back or what sort of you know um, resolution they, they'll be in now um, and I realized that a lot of the stuff the music I listened to at certain points was digital as well too and I couldn't like tangibly hold that you know in my hand and so I was kind of missing these parts of my, my personal history so it's not that I'm saying like oh you should turn away from everything digital but I think there's room for both and, and also there's the idea that things become obsolete if we just move them into the digital world and you can't literally can't buy DVDs of certain films anymore you can't stream certain films um, some books you know you can't get anymore so it's that idea of if somebody's not collecting things then they're just going to disappear so it's important for people to actually keep things and to buy things things and, and things that they treasure. Um, not to the point that you become a hoarder, I suppose, or that you've some sort of maybe issue around collecting, but that you have a personal archive where everything, you know, um, might spark joy, as they as they yeah. say. Um, you know, and I think that that's the part, important element of it. I'm not someone who buys things for the sake of it, and I really won't be bothering to do that this year. It's things that I really love and that mean something to me, no matter what era they're from. Do you think, is it a little bit that the physical things, whether it's a book or a vinyl album, kind of tethers you a little bit, uh, mm -hmm. not only to this world, but also to your own kind of past, your own journey through it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I give an example in the Irish Times column of... Um earlier or I suppose later last year uh, during the summer I was going through a phase of, of really wanting to listen to Joni Mitchell albums from a certain part of her career um, for when she signed to Geffen she brought out kind of more kind of slightly more experimental albums and I really wanted to get into that phase of her career and I realised the only time I the only way I could really listen to them was actually by buying them so I bought a couple of records they came from Germany to Dublin and when I opened the record I was like wow this record was like it came out in 1982 before I was born what it has seen, you know, over in Germany, travels over to Dublin. Now it's in my my house. I have it kind of propped up in the, the living room. Actually, there's not even a record player in there, but just so I can kind of look at it sometimes because it just reminds me of that period of what I was listening to, what I was thinking about. And there's something really special about that. I think even if you have five records, they'll probably all mean something really important to you. So it's not about like the numbers. It's about that, that feeling and that physicality, what they bring you. What was it like uh, getting your dad's album? So your brother dropped over with a box of... Um his albums and CDs yeah. and tapes. What was that like for you? 
Yeah, it's 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 always um weird and emotional. I think going through people's old items, you know, that they loved. I mean, my dad was really really into music. He he died in twenty twenty two, and you know, when I think of him, I do think of music and and what he what he gave me. So now owning all his old Bob Dylan records, you're like, oh wow, he really loved those, and now like they're in my house. But there was a lot of records that he that he loved that we didn't have any interest in when we went through the box of them. So we're like, oh god, that's a bit old, or you know, somebody else would like that. So. I always get nostalgic when I go through anybody's old kind of items. And we, we were at the same time actually going through um, some of my granny's items from a few years ago um, between all the kind of family and divvying them up. And it me- it means a lot to me to have like physical objects belonging to somebody else. I just love it. Um, so having those records is is a really nice kind of um, tethering back to my childhood as well and probably to having those records in the house when I was a kid. It's fine. I find I've, I've come into one or two little collections of uh, people that I've given me and I found it very powerful going through them mm-hmm. and thinking of times in their lives when they were younger yeah. and full of dreams and passions and ambitions when they'd be listening yeah. to the ones I was listening to, the Bothy Band albums and, and Planksty albums. And yeah, it, it, it's great stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's like, I mean, I think when you're really into music, just like any other thing somebody might be into, but when you're into music, you have this real emotional connection to it. Like, you know, when I listen to a certain song by like Jeff Buckley or Elliot Smith, I'm like 16 years old again, listening to it on tape, you know. Um, So I'm transported back in time. It's a really transporting thing and very emotional and it can make you feel good or feel bad. And I think connecting with what somebody else felt when they listened to a record is really, really special as well. So like, that's why I like buying secondhand records as well, because they think of like who owned them before and they're not just brand new out of the pressing plant. They were in somebody's home at some point. Pre-loved pre-loved I think is yeah. the word to describe them. Against this though um, I, I'm still I'm reminded always reminded of uh, an interview we did a few years back with a woman from uh, Norway or Sweden and, and she'd written a book, book called Death Cleaning I don't know if that rings yes. any bells I've with heard you. of this Swedish Death Cleaning Yeah, yeah. And It involves <laughs> yeah. Uh, getting rid of everything you own before you die and then just basically passing uh, your children or whoever's left after you an envelope with a check in it for your net worth at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. This is this is the opposite of that, Aoife. It really is, and like I did think about that when I when I was writing the column, and that I, I do mention it, it, it in it as well that like you know when you do pass on, um, you know your friends or family will be going through your items, and that collection of thousands of CDs or records is going to become a burden probably for somebody else. And I, you know, I wondered about whether that should be a motivating factor in like not collecting things. You know, I do think about that sometimes, like, what does it mean that I have all of these books? And, you know, if I got rid of them, what would that mean? And if I die, what would that mean? But I don't know if that's enough to like, if that's enough of a motivating factor to not collect anything ever, because at the end of the day, you, you do only have one life. So you might as well like do things that you enjoy and like and I do I do imagine that if you if you have the kind of life where you have enough time to contemplate like what you want the end your last kind of decade or so to be like you probably will go we all probably will go through a a bit of that you know clearing out and 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 uh you know, moving things on and giving things to people. So maybe naturally that happens with some people if they're lucky enough to have that time. Um, but for now, I probably do need a bit of a spring clean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> if I'm going to be more bringing more things in, I got to get rid of yeah. them all. I think you have two choices. You can either you can either leave them an envelope with a cheque or just an envelope with a phone number for a skip hire company and just, you know, exactly. leave it I'll come that. back and haunt. Yes. I'll come back and haunt. This is your problem they, now. Yeah, I'm gone. Home. I enjoyed yeah. them. <laughs> it's up to you now. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Aoife, a pleasure talking to you today and uh, con- continued uh, success collecting things, I say to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Aoife Barry there. It's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, the things that you love and whether you, whether you, do, do you pass them on? Do you hang on to them to the bitter end? Or, or, or what are those things? Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.